you sitting there, you at home, you ain't doing shit, scratching your genitals, scratching your ass, smelling your underarm, smelling your own breath, let me hear just for a few seconds, right? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. The creation tools allow you to, you know, record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. You can use that same hand you scratch your ass with to go to Anchor and record. It'll distribute your podcast for you to a plethora of DSPs. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What are you waiting for? Go. Right now. Get off the couch. Go to Anchor. Create a podcast. The world wants to hear what you have to say. Adversity. Difficulties. Misfortune. A state or instance of serious or continued difficulty or misfortune. Success is to be measured. Not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has overcome. Booker T. Washington. Rock bottom became the solid foundation which I rebuilt my life. J.K. Rowling. The most beautiful people we've known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep love and concern. Beautiful people do not just happen. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. There is no better than adversity. Every defeat, every heartbreak, every loss contains its own seed, its own lesson on how to improve you. Michael Max. Today, talk about adversity. How to deal with it, different types of it, and everything else in between. My name is Khalil Sneed, and this is the Trill Pill Podcast. Sit back. Roll up something, pull you up something, or just sit and relax. We're going to start this thing all right. You know what I'm saying?
Adversity doesn't define us. However, the way in which we handle such challenges does. It's vital to be aware of the various forms of challenges that we face in our lives. Furthermore, it's critical that we understand the tools and methods that we can employ to overcome said challenges. I'll tell y'all a little story real quick. My junior year, the last thing I wanted to be was a nigga who was just on varsity just because he was a senior. I felt like I deserved to be on there a year prior, but I didn't want to sit on the bench. I felt like it stopped my growth. I wanted to grow. I wanted to sharpen up on my pass rush moves, you know, learn more about myself. You know, I was a, a undersized defensive tackle in the state of Texas. I was 5'8". 250. I didn't have the stature. I wasn't six foot and above. I didn't have long arms. I didn't have a lot of shit. So I really had to focus on the tools that I need. Okay, I can't do a swim move. Boom. I can't do this and this. What can I do? Bull rush. Spin move. Create my little arm move. Half spin. Back around. You know what I'm saying? Leverage is... I got the advantage of leverage all the time. So use that to, to my advantage. You know, that's how my brain was working. So going into that spring, I was third on the depth chart, right? I worked my ass off to get second on the depth chart. And at this time, I'm like, well, shit, I'm, I'm getting rotation. I'm going to be straight. You know what I'm saying? My, you know, I was talking to my brother. He said, but that's cool, but, you know, you told me you want to start. So, second, I ain't starting. I said, yeah, but, he said, but, niggas can't hold you, dog. Go do what you got to do and get that starting spot. You know, that, and from that point on, that was my goal. Start every game my junior year. And then on, you know, I had a guy in front of me who was more prototypical, um, was taller, had more reach, you know, in the arms and could do all those, you know, extra pass rush moves, you know, spin. And not, I mean, not really spin, but like the swim move and all that shit, you know, swim move. You got to have range. You got to be able to separate yourself. I didn't have, you know, I don't have long arms. I'm not, you know, I'm. Short and stocky, so I ain't, I ain't have all that. I ain't had no reach. So, all that shit was going to be, 
I can try all I want, you know what I'm saying? She's going, you know, I, and I did try it, but every time I ended up pancake, I ended up getting caught up with my fucking arm over my head and getting pushed the fuck down off balance. So I had to find ways to make myself better, right? So I looked up undersized D-tackles. I looked at their moves, you know. I looked at, you know, undersized DNs and linebackers just so I can get a good sense of when engagement happened, what was going to be my set of moves. I had to have me a set of moves to work. You know what I'm saying? So the dude in front of me, you know, I can't remember how we got into it, but we kind of got into it. It wasn't no, it was nothing serious, but it was one of them, you know, spring practice, spring ball, everybody competing. So it's one of them, you know, you ain't going to do shit. And I told him, I'm going to take your spot. I don't know where this came from. At, I was on the sideline. I said, I'm going to take your spot, man. He said, you ain't going to take nothing. You're going to be on the bench. Da, 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 da. I said, I'm going to take your spot. That shit is mine. You ain't going to do shit. Da, 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 da. You, you ain't fucking with You ain't got this and that. You ain't got this and that. Mind you, the guys who were playing on that D-line with me, one of them was a five-star athlete. Continued to go on to a Division One school. The other one continued to go on to a Division One school also, I think. But they were prototypical. You know, above six foot, had the range, had, you know, they had, you know, they had the shit that recruiters are looking for, for their programs. Meanwhile, you know, I ain't that. The dude in front of me gets hurt. So they called my name. Sneed, come in. Wouldn't nobody really talk to me, positive to me, but besides one of my good friends. That was the same grade level, played linebacker. A couple of good dudes I grew up with, one of them played safety. These people I'm still cool with to, cool with to this day. I ain't seen them in a long time, but if y'all listen to this, what up? You know who you are. And um, they were telling me, hey, man, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? The other two was like, man, the two dudes that I was on the, you know, on the D-line was like, <laughs> one of them wouldn't, wouldn't even better talk to me. You know what I'm saying? The other one would just be talking, you know, talking like, "Hey, man, you you ain't gone." You never know. You know, every once in a while, he he'll help me, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just like I got a lot of help. You know what I'm saying? I had to earn my respect there, which I understood that. I understood, you know, coming in, like they already established, they already have their futures pretty much set on where they got to go. They pretty much know they're going to school somewhere. Somebody's going to pay for them to go to school. Meanwhile, I'm a question mark. I didn't give a fuck, you know. My brother was a standout athlete and academic in school years ago. So everywhere I would go, they would call me, hey, you, you great little brother. You great a little brother. You great a little brother. Great a little brother. And at a certain point, it should kind of bother me because I'm like, I'm a lot more than great a little brother. Like, I'm, you know, I got my own name. But I haven't earned nothing yet. 
So I have to earn my respect. I have to earn the right for them to come by my fucking name. You know, I ain't just somebody's little brother, you know. And nothing wrong with being a little brother, but, you know, at some point you have to, like, you can't ride your legacy. Like, you can't ride somebody else's coattails of a legacy. You got to make your own. No, no matter whether it's, it's greater, greater as or below, you have to make your own way. So that's what the fuck I did. Dude was hurt, right? He got hurt. And this time, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm first string now, but, you know, he hurt. He going to come back and, you know, whoop. at that point, I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. Even even when he get because it wasn't like he was hurt all season. He had to come back. Some motherfucking bird. I'm not exactly how or whenever, but I didn't give a fuck. I don't think I knew it was when Friday night hit. I was going to start from game one to shit when we stopped playing. So, I battle every day. Spring, purple and white game. I'm battling every fucking day. Everything people are saying to me is going through my head. Like, you know, positive and negative. You ain't got it, nigga. You too short. You can't do this, nigga. This nigga over here, he five star. He don't want to play beside you. This nigga over here got half a million stars. He don't want to play beside you. So-and-so said that you weak. So-and-so said that they just put you in there because of whatever. So-and-so just said this. So-and-so said this. So-and-so said that. So-and-so said a whole bunch of shit. But you know what? It didn't motherfucking matter. Because guess what the fuck I did? I started every fucking game from there on out at that position. Holding my own weight. Holding my own weight. Besides, you know, the highly recruited people, you know. I never hated that, you know. Because in, in my eyes, it's like, oh, shit, eyes going to be on them, shit. I'm in between both of them, shit. If I do any type of whatever, like, that's that's the ceiling. I'm not banking my existence on getting a scholarship, but hey, if they want to give me one goddamn me, I'm going to take it. So I continue to just ball, you know, play ball, get better. I, I'm pretty sure I made some mistakes, you know, and but I had to earn the respect, right? I didn't give a fuck whether they liked me or not, right? I had an obstacle in, in my way. And opportunity presenting itself. And it's one thing to have an opportunity present itself. It's another thing to claim the opportunity and never let it go. See, I never let that shit go. If they felt like I wasn't enough, they had two or three of them dudes they can plug in. Seniors. Two or three other seniors they can plug in. Right? This they last ride. This they last go. It didn't fucking matter. It didn't fucking matter. Because I did the fuck I said I was going to do. Right? I had to earn that. 
you know. So that tale was something for me to always go back on in my whole life. Like, especially, you know, when you play ball, nobody want to sit on the fucking bench, you know. Yeah, And I understood what my role was, you know what I'm saying. I know I'm not the, the prototypical. I know when the, when the offense see me, if they run on the inside run because I'm trying to hold down an A gap or a B gap or whatever, that they going to think, well, shit, he big as fuck, he big as fuck, he big as fuck, well, shit, we're going to run towards the nigga that we can barely even see. <laughs> we can barely even see this nigga over the, the line, so shit, let, let's go there. You know, it wasn't a whole lot of that, you know. But I had to take care of that because that was something that I wanted to do. You know, that was something I had complete confidence in. You know, I pretty much knew that I, I wasn't going to be given a scholarship to play any ball. You know, I got one, maybe two offers. If that, really one. The other one was just like a, hey, you can, you know, you know how you can go to these camps and they say, hey, you can come play for. I didn't, they ain't seen never, they ain't never seen shit. If they did, I ain't never got it. That's a different story about the school I went to, about people not getting the shit they deserve. But anyway, that they work for, and all other things. But anyway, this is about me right now. Go fuck that shit. To the past. You know, that is something that I had to overcome. At that same time, my mother was going through breast cancer. So, who am I to sit here complain, you know? My brother's going through his shares of adversity. My dad's going through, you know, everybody dealing with something. Everybody dealing with something. So, who am I to sit here and complain about, oh, I want something and they just won't give it to me. I have to go and take my shit. I had to go and claim it. Sometimes you got to do that. And that would be a little bit of a whole lot of bit that I'm talking about today. Adversity. So, six different types of adversity. Multiple different models of it. Um, I picked the model which I knew the best. And the model which I thought was best for me to, um, you know, formulate my own shit, you know what I'm saying, put my own seasons in the mix, you know, put my own recipe on it, you know what I'm saying, so, the first one, the first one, of six types of adversity, physical adversity, a physical disability is the most obvious example of physical adversity. The quarterback who breaks his spine during a football game and suddenly stuck in a wheelchair faces a number of new challenges and a drastic change to the way he lives his life. Now, there are less drastic but similar problematic types of physical a- adversity as well as handicaps, you know, like uh, chronic pain, fatigue, obesity. Uh, they force people to achieve a sense of normalcy in their lives, you know. Um, we all had grandparents, parents who all who all had like severe back pain or knee pain, and uh, 
they couldn't all the way, you know, handle it. They fought just to go outside. They fought just to walk in the grocery store. You know, we all had, you know, that person for me, it was, my, you know, my mother, my dad, my grandmother, you know, um, my mom going through, you know, pinched nerve surgery and breast cancer, you know, high blood pressure and all those things, her having a table full of motherfucking medicines that she had to take and um, my dad had to have hip surgery, you know, he, 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 he fought back to get back to normal, you know, even if he had to walk with a cane. You know, my dad is a cool motherfucker, man. So if he had to walk with a cane, that was just going to be an extra accessory to his motherfucking sauce. You know, a little extra seasoning to his sauce. A little, a little extra flavor, you know. It's the same original flavor. It's kind of like when you go to the grocery store and you see the Sweet Baby Rays. And, you know, the original is fire. The original is the shit. But you also, you look at, they got honey chipotle, honey barbecue, spicy. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Same sauce, just <laughs> added on to it. So, but watching my parents and my grandparents um, go through those type of physical adversities, you know, it made me stronger. It made what I was dealing with on the inside at school, it made it small. You know, it, it shrunk it down. I'm like, well, I'm just trying to, I'm over here trying to deal with why this girl you know, took my letter and passed it to my homeboy. <laughs> and my mama and my daddy is struggling to get upstairs. And, you know, I'm like, this shit I'm worried about ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? He's pissing tail at home, man. Uh, school, books, where I'm going to college. You know, that shit don't mean, that shit don't mean nothing, man. My, my mama and my daddy got to make sure they take their medicines on time. They got to make sure that they properly heal from the surgeries that they had to go through and heal from the counseling that, you know, my mother eventually be, you know. She had to overcome getting a mastectomy, you know, her feeling less than a woman because she only had one breast, you know. For a woman, that can be very, very tough, you know, mentally. It fucks your head up, you know, because sometimes... We see women, you know, we don't see them as a human being all the time. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we see them as just body parts, you know, ass and titties and, you know, whatever we look at them as. But so for, for my mother, you know, because she didn't, you know, that's you can't control shit like that. If, that. if that's the thing you have to do to stay alive, then you do it. That's what she did. She did shit for us. I remember when she sat us down, she was like, hey, you know, I got to get a mastectomy. I got to do this and that. And, you know, I'm going to have a, excuse me, have one breast and, you know, whatever. I looked at my brother, you know, and my dad. I'm looking at them. Like, you know, it never mattered to us, you know. Never matter to us. You mama. You know, and I told her that. You know, I said, that don't matter for us. You mama. One eye, one arm, one leg. 
Shit, you might hit a little lean when you walk. You can have the force with a car. I quiver. It don't fucking matter. Mama, you mama. You mama. And you here. And you alive. And you blessed. You able. So let's do this shit. You know? So. Her dealing with that, of course, we were her support system, so we made it easy for her. She found ways to do whatever, but, you know, hey, man, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. Like, the people who are out here trying to be perfect are the most, some of the most fucked up people of all time, right? You know, and sometimes as you get older, or even as, you, as you're younger, or even as you're born, you may have something that's, hinders you from what's deemed normal, you know, uh, events, you know what I'm saying? It may put you in a, in a category with special needs. It may put you in, you know what I'm saying, these categories, but that don't mean shit. Most important thing is that, that you know, you're alive, you know, you're able, you're willing. You're not letting this hinder you. You, you fight and do it. So what? So what? I used to work with special education kids in middle school where I was in a, a, a paraprofessional. A paraprofessional. At. <laughs> and it was amazing to me how these kids with their deformities or illnesses or whatever they were deemed as, whatever it was, They are some of the strongest people I've ever seen in my fucking life. Because, hey, I gotta be. Look, my arm ain't a regular arm. Does that mean I ain't a regular person? Does that mean I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Does that mean I can't throw a football? Or, no, it don't. It don't. You know, they have to do a little bit more extra, but nonetheless, hey, they went out and they lived. And they had a lot more cares. A whole lot more cares than a bunch of motherfuckers that I know. That's walking around here with a good two arms, good two legs, good back. A lot more carriage to walk around. Be themselves. Not be scared. Face. Face the dangers of today's society. Face the dangers of you know, embarrassment, face those things. They had to have courage for that. They had to have courage for that. They can't just, you know, like, that's different. But I gained the respect for it. And it motivated me because, like, well, shit, my two arms and my legs, you know, I wish my arms was longer. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, it's what it is. Shit, I'm blessed. I was going to be blessed, so I'm not tripping. You know, I think about, you know, just, just take some time. Just think about your grandmother or your little brother, you know, your cousin, your sister, your auntie, little sister, big sister, big brother, mama, daddy, 
well, they have to live with a version of physical adversity. It can't be easy, but they get the fuck up and they go do what they have to do to get better every single fucking day. Even if it's inevitable that it'll never change, that don't mean they don't got a life to live. God got them on, on earth for a purpose. And just like everybody else, they're here on earth to seek that purpose and pursue those goals that they set in life. You know? Going back to the story I had earlier, you know, the dude who was a big recruit, he hurt himself mid-season. Pretty sure he wasn't going in, into that, you know, he just wanted to hurt himself, but he did. And I'm pretty sure that he faced adversities during that. Pretty sure he had worries. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. I'm not in his brain. But he continued to go on and have a great career in college. He didn't, he, he didn't let that one time hinder him on what he was planning on doing for his life. So I bring up these situations, you know, so with the other guy, some shit happened with the other guy. I don't really know what the fuck happened, but hey, he had to transfer. It, it didn't stop him from doing what the fuck he had to do. My brother faced some adversity in college. He had to transfer. It didn't stop him from doing what the fuck he had to do. He didn't quit. He didn't give up. You know, we got every right to live, but that giving up shit is not a fucking option to niggas like us, so... And I mean niggas, I don't mean black people, I mean everybody. Shit, us. You ain't got that option to be giving up, man. You don't have that option. Especially if you come from places like we come from. We coming from South Dallas. We coming from Oak, Oak, Oak Cliff. We coming from East Dallas. We coming from North Dallas. We coming from wherever your hood at. We coming from North Tulsa. We coming from goddamn me. South side of Houston, north side of Houston. We we coming from, you know what I'm saying? We're coming from everywhere trying to make something of ourselves. And we have the obligation to carry. We have the obligation to prove our haters wrong and to prove our supporters right. That's all I'm saying. Regardless. So, you know. Take, take you know, take from that what you will or however they say that shit and Go to this next one. This next one is mental adversity. <laughs> mental adversity. Um, just like a physical handicap might limit you, so can a mental problem. Being properly treated by psychiatrists and psychologists is obviously crucial to managing your you know your overall mental health but there are some steps you need to take beyond going to the doctor if you're dealing with the mental anguish i don't know why i put that word there but fuck it routines are your friend right getting the pattern of waking up exercising especially taking your you know medication if you have to take medication you know at one point i had to take medication i had to take uh um Zoloft and some other shit, maybe Alexa Pro or whatever the fuck it was. But I had to take some, you know. 
So yeah, bad text on. Anyway, taking your medication at the same time of the day. Another key aspect of handling mental health problems is never to give up on the idea of getting better. Things can be rough for a long time. Look, man, I know that shit can be rough, dog. I know. The shit fucked up. The shit fucked up. You don't know what the fuck happened. All you know is you just... Whatever. You know? But, sometimes, it can be rough for a long time. You know? It's always something new you can do to improve your well-being. It's always something that's out there, right? I didn't get diagnosed with PTSD. When they told, when they told me that shit, I was like, fuck out of here. Like, I ain't never been in the streets, no shootouts. I ain't, you know, <laughs> what the fuck you mean I got PTSD? Like, what the fuck you talking about? You know, I told told dude like y'all make sure y'all got the right shit. Yeah, who's funding y'all? Y'all, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like, you know, it's only for war veterans or people who you know have repeatedly put themselves in traumatic positions or something traumatic happened to them. You know, which I wasn't thinking about it being a death in the family, but at that point I was like, you know, ain't nothing really happened to me. Like I ain't get shot at. I ain't, you know, I don't heard some shootings. I don't been close to some, seen some. I don't seen. I seen some things, but I'm like, man, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, and they made and they said something to me that made me think, and I was like, maybe. And then when they got to the depression part, like you have, uh, you know. Medium, uh, mild, medium, uh, depression, and things that mention, you know, because I told him, you know, I, you know, like I said on my podcast, I've had some thoughts of suicide before. So, yeah, they was like, yeah, you did this. And I was like, you know, anxiety and all that shit, all that shit. I was so re- reluctant to go to the doctor for um, my wife at that time, you know, told me to go. And I was like, nah, I'm fucking go. I decided so I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go because maybe it'll help out, you know. Maybe I ain't never get to, you know. And when I got there, I learned that, damn, I never thought about these things like this growing in, in my childhood. You know, some of the things that I've seen, like I said, you know, I wasn't in the streets, I wasn't doing no shooting, no, you know what I'm saying, no dealing or nothing like that. So I never had those type of worries, but had the house broken into, had my shit stolen. Heard shootouts, seen, you know, a couple dead bodies, you know, seen people get beat up bad, seen people get shot live, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, you know, and, and at that point, you know, I had already lost my mother, so it's like, you know, losing her, going going through all that, being in college, having a kid, like, those things that I had to unpack at that time was... Oh shit, it wasn't nothing but like a year, maybe two, three years, 2020, 2017, so 2017, I was 27, so yeah, at 27, I had to unpack 27 years worth of shit to a person that I didn't even, that I don't even fucking know, right? I was so unsure about that shit. I was like, man, look, people don't give a fuck. They act, you know, check. They, you know, got a nice office. Smell like, 
you know, patchouli. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I'm like, man, these motherfuckers don't care about me. You know what I'm saying? They just gonna send me home with a stress ball or whatever, man. That shit helped me out way more than I thought it was. I still have therapy to this day. Um, so, but I had to take measures now. I'm still trying to get a routine on how I do things. It's kind of difficult when, um, you know, I'm a truck driver, so my hours is kind of fucked off. But, you know, that's no excuse. I still have to, to d- develop a healthy routine, you know. Sometimes, you know, I, I, you know, I can turn things that's healthy into, uh, you know, negative, you know. Playing the Xbox one. Um, so, at this time, if you don't mind, I'd like to, for you to join me in a moment of silence. Thank you. God bless you. And this is the Trill Pill Podcast with Khalil Sneed. God bless you. Happy National Morning Day. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Unthanksgiving. No Thanksgiving. Whatever the fuck you call it. Happy day to you and yours. And God bless you. And enjoy your time. Oh, yeah. And also... <clears throat> You can DM a nigga a play, right? DM a nigga a play at Trill Pill Podcast, a Trill Pill Pod um, on Instagram. Just DM a nigga. Drone drop me a play. I'll drop my location. Just send a nigga a play, man. Or send a nigga a picture of one. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with me. <laughs> Trill Pill Podcast, man. I love, man. I love y'all, man. God bless. Some of the things I think about on a daily basis when I go out, <clears throat> I talk to my kids about it, you know. I want them to know as much as possible about them, them, and themselves, you know. They're African American and Native American, and I want them to know every piece about themselves on both sides so they can know who they are and what they represent, the type of blood they have in them. They're black understand what it means to be a black person in America, understand what it has meant to be that, you know, people are not going to necessarily see the Native American side of you, when they first look at you, they're going to say you're black, and that's what you are, so you need to understand what people see you as, how they see you, how they, what's their perception, to know what you're going up against, so you can um, prepare Prepare for it all. You know. They don't tell us our history, y'all. You know, I was blessed to have a grandmother who was uh, 97 when she passed away. God rest her soul. Um, But but we had our origins that traced down to our original people who came over here. 
started this whole thing from the Caribbean. And had a whole tree, had a whole writing about it, article about it and everything. When I get the chance, I'm going to take a pictures, you know, of that. I show my kids that. Things are, you know, these things that a lot of people don't have. I've been blessed for that. I've been blessed by my mother and my father and my brother and my other siblings and people around me that knew Um, indulged and, and, and really got a, you know, became a part of this, right? As we grow, of course, we may stray away from some of these things that we learned in our childhood, but just when we think that we had strayed away from it, that's when a lot of us found out that we, uh, that it's our foundation. We just got to get back to it. That's what I found out. You know? I've always, you know, um, you know, that's, I've always thought about those type of things, man. Our, our foundations are important, man. And that's why if you ask, you know, anybody, fuck, you know, of course there's going to be some weirdos, man. But if you ask anybody about me, man, I'm, 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 I don't mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or nothing, but I feel like I'm a very solid person, I'm a very honest person, I'm a very truthful person. You know, if you tell me secrets, I won't tell nobody. Stop my business. I'm here to spread love, man. I got love for a lot of people. Even the ones who don't fuck with me. For whatever reason. I don't know. I don't care, but I got love for you. 